welcome to Built on Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. Each episode, we will talk with someone active in the Airtable community to discuss their experiences and showcase an interesting way they've used Airtable in their work. We want to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. OpenSide's newest product, Onto Air Forms, is the Airtable form solution that you've been looking for. Visit OpenSide.com to see how you can take your Airtable workflow to the next level. For a limited time, get Onto Air Forms free when you purchase the Onto Air Action Sapier Connector. Finally, visit BuiltOnAir.com to sign up for the Built On Air mailing list where you can get weekly updates on the new podcast episodes and other fun Airtable news. This week we visit with Lainey Lamar, an upbeat data specialist who excels at helping overwhelmed entrepreneurs get organized. Lainey has made a name online as Miss GSD and specializes in helping online creatives make data, systems, and operations fun in their work. She will share ideas and tips on how to get started with Airtable and how she gained her own experience with it. Hey, Lainey. Welcome to Built on Air. Thanks so much for taking time to chat with us today. I'm super stoked to be here. We're super stoked to have you. Um, <laughs> and uh, just FYI for all the listeners, I asked Lainey how she was earlier. She is a 7.9. Is that right? Or maybe now it's like up to an 8.0, right? We're getting to like 8.2. It's, it's escalating quickly. <laughs> I like that. Um, Maybe like by the end, it'll, you know, 8.5, 8.7. We'll see where we get. Um, Anything's possible. <laughs> but anyway, Lainey, why don't you just kind of uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do. You kind of have this, you know, online persona as Miss GSD. So yeah, give us the, the spiel. I'm Lainey Lamar. I'm, as you've established, uh, you can find me on Miss GSD. That's pretty much where uh, my home base is, where I talk about things that are really, really exciting to online people like data and systems and operations and all that fun stuff that I geek out over. And I try to make fun for people who don't see that stuff as being fun at all. So I work mostly with creative entrepreneurs, people like web designers or graphic artists or people who are selling courses or people who are just packaging their brilliant ways of thinking. And that's what they focus on and not so much on the processes that make it all happen. So that's where I come in. Cool. Um, so how did you realize that you, you had this talent sort of as this, like, I guess, a, almost like a systems therapist, you know, for, for creatives who are starting their business? Like, how did that even become, you know, your main gig? I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that you, f I think you fall into it more often than not. I was one of those people where I was learning creative suite for fun. It had nothing to do with anything that I was doing in my life. What were you doing previously? Like your normal nine to five or whatever. Oh, just like project management type stuff. Mm -hmm. And so when you're, you're mostly doing administrative kind of work and then you're learning all this tech stuff for fun. And then you start seeing the whole online world where you have people who are building things and working for themselves and need other people who know all these other tools. You just kind of get sucked into the online world of, of business where you have a use and a purpose and a knowledge that people want. And uh, it was just a matter of packaging it and going down that rabbit hole of 
all the tools and, and excitement behind everything. Like, oh, you can do this online. You can do that with this tool. It's just this constant, never-ending learning cycle that you, you is very Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is very much like down the rabbit hole. And, and it is something where you feel like, you know, it, there's always you're like, okay, here's this problem. Maybe I don't know the solution yet, but like certainly it's out there, right? If I look at the tools that I have, do some Googling, like think a little bit, you know, more, you know, in a different way about how to solve this. Um, and it's it's funny how you're like, I really have no idea how this happened. It, it was sort of similar to how I got in, you know, like syst- into systems and workflow design. I was, I was working at a previous company um, and I was doing sort of like operations and logistics. So, you know, I built some of our internal systems uh, mm-hmm. and then the, the company ended up getting sold and, you know, they let go of a bunch of people, right? I'm not a salesperson. So, you know, I was not asked to stay. But that's <laughs> fine because I was like, well, you know, whatever, I'll just see if, put my profile up on some freelance sites and see like, I have these skills are they like, do they matter to anyone, you know? And then it turns out that there's so many kinds of people who really do have a need for that kind of like, like a guide to the Alice in Wonderland experience, right? You're like the, Ooh. what's the, um, the, you're like the Cheshire cat, but you know, like way more reliable and like, <laughs> you know, not yeah. randomly disappearing on people. Um, and this is the thing too, where when you have a certain skill set and then you start interacting with people who have a totally different skill set and you're able to speak their language just enough that you can show them what they're not able to see when they're looking at things like data or, um, or platform like Airtable, for instance. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what my superpower has been where I have that ability to see how they need to see things but I'm also seeing the tech side of it. So I can explain it to them in a way that they can understand and actually feel like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yeah. And I think that's such a big part of it too, is, is I was going to ask you about kind of how do you communicate, right? With people who, you know, I think there is a little bit of sometimes if you're not, you know, a data person or like a mm-hmm. math person or a systems person, there's this kind of barrier where, where you feel afraid because you don't even know where to start or you feel like it's overwhelming and there's a bunch of terms you don't know. So, so how did you kind of, uh, figure out how to, you know, Goldilocks your communication where you're, you're giving people what they need, but not overwhelming them. Like, was that we're going to use all the childhood story? Oh, yeah, I guess. We're, yeah. All of the big bad wolf, <laughs> like Red Riding Hood, whatever. Yeah. Guess, they'll come in. They'll come in later. Um, um, but just kind of how did you develop that? It's such an ethereal skill, right? Like, yeah being able to, to talk to different groups of people and, and still connect with them on, on, you know, any level from, you know, like super micro to way zoomed out. So just tell us a little bit about how you're, you can do that. I think it's just a matter of being able to just a matter. I mean, I, I, because you do it all the time, you don't think of it as being a big thing, but being able to step back and take a big picture vision on something, but being able to be really detail oriented about it as well. And I feel that when you're working on something, when you have a project that's like really dear to you and you really want to get it done and you want to get it done right, you get wrapped up in the details of it. The the things that will make it awesome, that will highlight you and your brain as being awesome, that you start to lose sight of the big picture of it. So to be able to do that sort of like zoom in, zoom out is not always easy when you're in it. It's a lot easier for someone on the outside to do it. But when we're talking about how do you get to show things like data 
or um, systems to someone who doesn't really think that way, Airtable is one of the best platforms to do that because it's all colorful and all that fun stuff that creatives really like. But the idea that you can just take all of your thoughts and put it up on the spreadsheet and then give it categories and then press one button, it's all organized in a way that your brain is overheating with all the stuff that's jumbling around in it. And you bring some sense and some order to it immediately. When you can show somebody that, there's that, oh my gosh moment of, oh wow, it's all coming together. And then when you get out of that spreadsheet view and then you can show people information whatever way they're going to really understand it. So whether that's, you know, that post-it note format that you have for, um, for the gallery, if we're talking about the Kanban view, or if they need to see it in calendar, the fact that you can just show button after button of a different view and remove certain uh, information. So filter out, let's say, their blog posts so that all they have to see is their social media stuff. When you start making that easy for them to see any way that they will um, absorb and, and need to see it to understand it, then that's when the magic happens, you know? Right. Yeah. Just kind of that, the way that Airtable can be so good about, like you said, just visually representing how, however you want to see things, however you want to group them. It is really powerful. Right. And it's, it's something where like, you know, in an Excel spreadsheet, like, yeah, I can kind of do that, but it, it's not quite as satisfying as like the way that Airtable lays things out, right. With the colors and, you know, I can, like have the little check boxes and they could be stars or hearts or flags or, you know, anything like whatever just like makes you happy. Absolutely. And furthermore, you can get in the habit when you're working. See, creatives do this a lot. People will, they will get into the habit of creating these to-do lists that keep growing and they keep adding to the to-do list without really tying those little tasks back to the big picture of it. So then they end up having this huge list of things to do and they're putting it into a project management system where it's all checkboxes. So they feel gratified for checking off the checkboxes, but it never ends. And by the way, by the time you're at the end of it, the stuff at the end of it's not really connected to the big picture in the first place. That's what I love about Airtable is that when you start adding tasks, you can create that inbuilt accountability to your end goal, to the thing that you said that you wanted to accomplish. And if you're not doing that, or if you're adding tasks that don't matter, then it becomes really obvious that you're working on stuff that isn't going to get you to where you're going. Mm-hmm, for sure. So when, when you consult with, you know, a creative who's like, hey, I'm doing X thing and, you know, help me, I'm, I'm crying in the shower. Like you said, you're like, okay, well, first calm down. And then what is kind of your, your process to, um, you know, learn about what they're doing and, and build them a system or, you know, work with them to get everything out of that paper to-do list that goes on for pages and pages. Well, you just, everyone's going to be different, right? And their focus is always going to be different, but mostly with online businesses, I like to start with what are your main goals and the two main goals, almost always. I mean, I very seldom do these not apply. I don't even know if it's ever happened where it doesn't apply. (laughs) Your two main goals is to make sales and to grow your email list, to be able to attract leads so that those turn into sales. So let's start at the top of that funnel and see how everything else is working down. So whatever it is that's overwhelming you is is falling somewhere in that relationship. But if you work in the priority of what are the end goals and then work backwards to what your day-to-day looks like, um, start making those connections. And if there's no connection between something, maybe that's why the source of overwhelm is happening because you're doing a lot of work that's not getting you ahead. 
Right. Yeah. So sort of just being able to, I guess, facilitate people having to be honest with themselves about and accountable for, Hey, I'm, you know, trying to do all this stuff, but, but really like maybe that doesn't matter or it's not, you know, why am I doing it? Right. If it's not kind of pushing me forward into where I want to be. Um, but when you're so wrapped up in the day to day and these, this is your baby, you know, you care a lot about it and you're doing all the work and you're used to doing all the work and you may not be outsourcing tasks that you should be, or maybe you don't even know of a way to automate certain tasks that you're, that is wasting a lot of your, t- not just time. Energy is like the most, it's the most important resource because you can have all the time in the world. But if you don't have the energy to do it, it really doesn't matter. Um, to be, it's not so much that they need the accountability as much as they need to take a step back. And sometimes they don't have that luxury because the job still has to get done. The work still has to happen. Right. But kind of having another person there, I think can really help. Right. And, and I think, I mean, even I think that sometimes too, where I'm like, you know, I'm great at kind of looking at other people's stuff and being like, Hey, this is what I would do, but it's really hard to kind of look at yourself and, and just give yourself that, that same kind of treatment. Right. Um, that the truth. Totally. Yeah. And, and then it, you know, so it really is true. It's like kind of just having someone there who can kind of, you know, guide you and, and even just act as a mirror sometimes I think is, is really helpful. Um, just to have someone asking those questions of you, like, what are your goals, you know, and for you having to just like be able to, to answer them in a succinct way that someone else can understand. Right. It's like, in your own internal narrative of the day to day, when you wake up, you see the long to do list, you know, you're like, I don't feel like doing half of these things. And then the other half, like, I don't know where to start, or I'm not sure if they're still relevant, or like, I really feel like just working on this one thing that may or may not be, you know, important. I think it it is really nice to kind of have, yeah, you need that, that structure, right, to kind of, uh, not have the, you know, kind of choice paralysis where you're like, I have so many things to do. What do I focus on? I don't know what's most important. Like, it's really great to have someone else who can kind of help you, you know, realize those things. Well, it's um, interesting that you use the word systems therapist, because what you're describing really is therapy. When it's not someone telling you how you feel about something, it's not someone telling you what you have to do. It's just someone asking you the right questions to reframe how you're thinking about something that's really important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also I think some of it too is when, you know, creatives, you, you have this product or this service that you want to deliver, right? And that's really, you know, being a, you know, a one person business, right? Or freelancer, you're, you know, hopefully you're, you're working on something that you're really excited about, but then there's all of these other things that you're like, not really excited about that you still have to do to be able to keep things successful. So in, in your um, kind of experience, you mentioned kind of, uh, you know, growing email lists and stuff tends to be a big pain point. Like what other kinds of things have you really realized that your clients tend to, you know, really crave organization or, or structure for? Content creation is always a big one because um, there's so much content that can be created, content that's just a word that means words really what whether that's like video format or a blog post or creating social media content which is a whole other beast because then it's not just social media you've got facebook and the instagram and the pinterest and the youtube and there's just trying to keep up with creating um 
words to put out there in all these different formats uh, can be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right, for sure. And and I think too, it's uh, that idea where like you have to use some of that energy or that creativity, right, to create this content that isn't even necessarily your your direct product, right? But mm-hmm. and and I think you've kind of we've hit on something inadvertent here where it's like, you know, people really do expect to be able to get content for free or like something of value, right? Before they'll pull the trigger on buying whatever it is you're actually asking money for. So there is that kind of weird expectation, um, which you've done a great job with, by the way, because you have like all of these, you know, our table, like templates and tutorials and stuff on your site, right? Like, you have a banner that's like, do you need this stuff? Click here, please. Um, so yeah, just like, I think your your website is sort of a very, um, it definitely reflects your, your philosophy, you know, that I would imagine you kind of practice with your clients. Um, and another thing I really wanted to talk to you about, um, because you talk about this on your site kind of a lot, that just like the the content creation words, there's all of these these buzz buzzwords, you know, in the systems that like may or may not actually mean anything, or like maybe it sort of means something, but it's you know just like a systems designer, like what is that, right? Like my day to day probably looks way different than you know your day to day and what you create as systems versus you know someone who's working at you know, like Google, right? And does something with systems or like there's all of these words that just kind of mean, like they're so distilled down, they they could mean absolutely anything. Um, So I was wondering if you could just talk about like a a few of your, I guess, sort of like uh, most, you know, pet peeve kind of word. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's a whole other blog episode, (laughs) really hit a pain point there for me because uh, even like I find myself using them like I do with content. What does that mean? And then you feel the need to give yourself a definition in the middle of trying to explain something and then you lose your train of thought because now you're using words like pivot. What does that mean? Uh, There's so many of them. I hate when people talk about productivity hacks. What is that? We're just like finding ways to do more stuff. We don't, I don't want to do more stuff. I want to do less stuff. (laughs) Right. Um, I think maybe we should, uh, we should have like an aside you and I and put together like a buzzword bingo thing where it'd be fun, so much fun. And then every time you listen to a podcast that they're using pivot or hack or what, I, I can't even think of any right now, but there's a ton of them. Where right. it's these words that mean nothing, or you're like, what? I mean, I understand what you're saying because of the context in which you're saying it, but I don't really get what that word means on its own. Right. Yeah. It reminds me of like in maybe first or second grade, I had, you know, our teacher when we would have, you know, our writing hour after lunch or whatever, she's like, never use the word stuff. I hate it. No, I do it all the time. And then that always sticks in my head because then I'm like, gosh, like, you know, and we're saying, oh, you know, productivity or like content they're you know never use those they're meaningless i mean it's like you use them all the time like what else it's it's hard right where it the language i think around this kind of space is so weird and i think maybe also that's kind of why um it can be really frustrating for some people because i mean and i'm even like a victim of this where like you know if i get an email that's like check out these productivity tips like i mean i click on it like 99% of the time, I'm totally disappointed by the article. Like it's things that do not, you know, resonate with me at all. Like, but I, it's like that, you know, you're like, is this the one? 
Yeah. Is this, what do they know? What is the secret I'm going to discover now that I didn't know before that will change how I do everything? Nothing's going to happen. It's going to be okay. But stuff is one of the words that I am embarrassed that I use as much as I do. And I correct myself in front of people while I'm saying it. And again, I go down that sort of trail of trying to find the actual word and then I get self-conscious that I'm wasting everyone's time because I'm not being specific enough. And <laughs> Right. Yeah. And it's that same thing where, you know, even when, you know, talking or writing, you're like this, I'm creating this with intention. It needs to be, you know, I need to elevate this. It's like, just send the email, like just send the freaking email, you know, like mm-hmm. get it out there. It's okay. But then on the flip side, I'm like, well, I wouldn't want it to be one of those like pro- productivity hack type Exactly. that mean nothing. Um, so yeah, it's really easy to kind of like get yourself in this weird spiral where, where you don't, you aren't totally sure. You, there isn't the vocabulary yet, I think, to talk about uh, systems in a way, in, in this sort of way, where it's like these, these apps, you know, that can kind of be anything and you can use them for, you can turn them kind of into whatever you want to work for you, because that's still like a really new, concept, right? Like that's so much the truth about Airtable. My first experience with Airtable is what I found out to be the same experience of everyone that signs up for my course or my free downloads or whatever. Because you log into Airtable for the very first time and you see it and you're like, wow, this can do so much. And then you get, I don't know if overwhelmed is the word, but you like you don't even know where to start being being actionable with it. You don't even know how to start using it. So you start backing away from it. And then someone else mentions Airtable. You're like, yeah, I had an account. I'm going to log in again and I'm going to toy around with it. And then you start playing around with it and you're like, mm, I still don't really have the confidence to use it. So I went out looking for a course. I'm like, screw this. Somebody's figured this out. I'm just going to learn from them. And I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything that was really specific to the kinds of circles that I work in. So um, I just started learning the platform on its own bit by bit and baby step by baby step. And then I started showing people how to do it. And they're like, you need to package this. I'm like, I do. So then I created the course and it sort of became my, I don't know, my, my little, my backbone upon which I spoke of everything because you really can put everything into Airtable and it will organize it in a way that you can sort of calculate in, in, in a visual way. For sure. Yeah. You're like, I just need to start, like, I need to put this somewhere. Maybe I just need to get it out of my head and maybe I won't come back for to it for a while, but like it's there. I've done enough organizing that when I open it back up, I don't like immediately want to close it again, you know, yeah. like, um, which I- and just to wrap your head around how it works, but a, a lot of creative online entrepreneurs would had accounts they were, they were doing the exact same thing. I was, they're logging in, they were seeing the potential, but not sure how to use it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that blank slate. That's like really exciting once you know what you're doing. But if, if you're like, well, <sighs> I have no idea, like all of these different field types. And then you can like maybe grab, you know, like, uh, you know, one of Airtable's templates, but you're like, this is cool. But then how do I make it like what I want? Because I Mm -hmm. thought, isn't that the whole point? But then how do I do it? So no, I totally understand that sort of 
um, you know, uh, my fiance, he's very sort of creative minded, like graphic designer. And then whenever he asked me for help with something that's a little bit more like data i I'm like, let's use Airtable, you know, but, and he's like, okay, but it, it takes, you know, I have to be like, well, like I would do it like this. And then let's like go through and like, I'll show you how this works or like what, like, because really I, I think the thing that systems people sometimes lose sight of, and I'm definitely guilty of this is that I really love the process or like, I'm like, look what I did to do this. And then this is how it works. And then people are like, well, that's fine. I just want an email, like giving me a list of like, you know, these things that I care about once a week, Monday at 7am. So you know, it, it's like that. You're like, look at this like beautiful thing I created, you know? And they're just like, I just want the result. Like, give it to me, please. I think what systems people also forget, and uh, it's a funny thing that uh, they're all very aware of it. When you are going to present data, for instance, so if you're going to present a system to someone, be like, look it, and this is how everything works, and this is the XYZs, and then the fanciness, and click here, and that happens, and click there, and that happens. Aren't you impressed? And they're like, no, you, that was too much. Just show me like how I would use it as opposed to all the functionalities behind it, uh, which is how I set up the course, actually. My course starts with, here are uh, done for you templates. This is how they kind of work. And then we go into the tech part of it so that you know how to do all the detail stuff. But with systems people, going back to the beginning, what systems people forget is that when you're presenting data to people, you don't present all the data. You don't give them the whole Google Analytics report. You just cherry pick the areas that are important to the person. If possible, you use a heat map or something so that their eye is drawn to the stuff that's important so they can ignore everything else. And so if we do that with data, if we could just turn around and do the same thing with our systems where we just show them what's really important right now, the people who are not quite as process-minded and nerdy as we are, and then they can just start using it and then getting to know it for themselves. They figure all that stuff out. Right. You don't really point it out to them. Right. And it is, it's something where, you know, I think too, if, if like, all I want to know is that this will work for me, right. I don't want to know how it works because yeah. I don't want to invest time in learning how it works until I know that it's going to help me. So Absolutely. it's like that idea where you're like, show the value right away. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of back up, go through it, learn how the, do the formula fields work? Like, you know, whatever, and anything else that you, you know, all of the little details you need, right, to, to build. With things. clients or even just, who cares about online authority, just authority on anything. You just need to give whoever you're showing, whatever you're working on, you just have to give them that immediate win, that immediate gratification of, ah, oh, that's how it all comes together, or, ah, oh, that's the answer I'm looking for, or that's my aha moment. Right, yeah, that kind of like click first. And, and then, then you can explain it to them because they're interested and they're, you know, they have some, they have a little bit of the passion that you have for it, but to get someone excited about systems and a setup and how this button's there, that's really dry paint to, to get someone excited about. There's no, there's no passion fueling that. Whereas you're so excited about something you've been working on. So get them the win and then show them how it's done because then right. they'll care. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this is sort of a, a great segue then into um, the little demo base that you've prepared for us, um, your content creation and calendar. And um, well, you, you can go ahead and get set up and share your screen. But um, I guess, is this something that you offer as, you know, a template or one of your courses? Or is this sort of one of those, you know, 
give the win type samples, I guess. Definitely a give the win sample. This is, um, I have this at missgsd.com slash Airtable dash content. Um, and you can find that there, but this is a really simple, uh, now I know the usual guests as we've established, the usual guests will have really fancy nested tables and all the, the formulas that you scratch your head about and they're very exciting. Um, this really brings it back to basics because keep in mind the people that I serve are not tech people. They're not excited about Airtable. They just want a better way of organizing things. So can you see my screen? I can indeed. Okay, good. So this is uh, content creation. So uh, going back to our buzzword of content, what the heck does content mean? It can mean all kinds of things. And I do cover it in here. So uh, we'll go through each one of our tables. First one, starting with your messaging. So when you have an online business and you're trying to be known for something and you're getting visible for something, um, you usually have, you know, three three to five core messages that really define what your business is about. So you would list those here and uh, you can maybe build on your philosophy of what that message is. And a great book for that is uh, Donald Miller's Building a Story Brand. I really recommend that book for making sure that what messages you're putting out there is consistent to your brand, consistent to your voice, and really does promote what it is that your business is about, what it stands for. So all of these others, let me see here, all of these other tabs, I'm going to move our little heads here. There we go. Um, All of these other tabs are linked to, or all these other fields are linked to the other tables. This way you can start to see what related content you're working on that you've already created, Um, that you've been featured on or offers that you have that are related to that big brand message. So let's say you have message number three that you see, oh, well, I haven't really created a lot of content around that. Maybe it's a message that I need to promote more, or maybe it's something I just ditched because it's not something that is really aligned with the sorts of things that I'm publishing, the things that I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the offers tab or table, I should say. So generally, most people that I work with will have paid offers and they'll have free offers. Uh, we were talking about that earlier where the free offers are sort of giving you some street cred as to you being a person who's able to talk an authority on that subject matter, something that might be worth you investing in. So kind of almost like a sample of, of what, what kind of work you do. So your free offers and your paid offers, you could put these separately, but I put them together because to me, they're still offers. There's still things that you're putting out there. There's still things that have value um, respective to your brand. So free offers, um, the paid offers here have services and programs, courses, digital downloads. I don't know if I've got other ones here. Oh, if you have a masterclass or something like that. And is like any other Airtable single select dropdown menu, you can go ahead and add whatever it is that is appropriate to the type of business that you're running. Mm-hmm. Now, what I really like, this is the parts where I start to nerd out because you're able to connect your offer back to the message that it reinforces. So 
if you have an offer that is this really brilliant thing, it's a great thing that you came up with. And this is especially important when you're in creation mode. Oh, I have this really great idea for this course that I want to deliver. And it's, it's like what everyone needs and everyone's going to want it. And it's going to be the best selling thing in the world. And great. It might be a great idea and it might be really brilliant, but if it doesn't actually align to the messages that your brand is about, you either have to revise what your messaging is for your whole brand. Is this what we want to do? Back it all the way back where we're going to change what our brand messaging is. Or you just know that, look, maybe this is something to scrap. This is maybe not an idea that you need to be executing, that you need to be working on. So I really, really like that field in a nerdy uh, systems way because it keeps you from getting too far off from what's important um, to your growth. Right. And it is something where it's like, oh, this great, you know, linked record feature of Airtable. It really like takes on this in, in this context, this like deeper, like philosophical meaning. It's like if a message isn't in the list that you can link to, you must think again about, you know, like what you're offering. Is it right? You know, well, like it's like this great sort of like something that's so simple, like yeah. just one cool field in Airtable, it really does kind of, you know, force you to ask that question of yourself every single time you think about launching something new. Anything, even a blog post, anything so that you can't, this is, you know, when people are in these Facebook groups asking for accountability buddies, you don't need an accountability buddy. You just need a linked field (laughs) (laughs) because at least this will keep you on track as to whether this is on brand for you or not. Are you changing your whole business model for this one idea? That's fine, but know that this is what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's like, well, you can't just like, then, you know, the sort of other like flip side of it is, right? If you go back to the, your messaging table and there's only that single offer there that links to your messaging, you know, the, the implication is like, well, I need to make sure that, you know, all of these other tables are filled with things that link to that. Right. Too. So, you know, again, it's that sort of like, it's really easy to see regardless of where you are in the base, kind of how these things interact. It's always top of mind. So when I was talking to you earlier about how people sometimes have a hard time, not just creatives, everyone has a hard time with this. When you have something that you, um, you've created the big picture of something, and then you start working on it and you get caught in the weeds of the details and the stuff that keeps everything going. Um, then suddenly you're just doing all the minutiae work and the detail work and you lose sight of that big picture vision. Well, with this table or with this base, you can't lose sight of that vision because you're constantly keeping yourself accountable. Even if it's just one moment of reflection on how does this relate to everything else and all the other tables relate to each other that way as well too. So I'll show you that when, when we get, when we get to that bridge. Awesome. However, um, I also have a column here for links because I don't know um, about you. No, I do know about you on this one. I'm, I guarantee you. <laughs> when you are asked to refer back to, let's say, in this case, an offer, some freebie offer, and you have to find the links, um, nothing drives me more nuts than having to log into my website to go get the link to my website right. or direct link to the resource or the code that I would have to embed into a new blog post to be able to pop up for, no, forget it. <laughs> Everything is saved here. And we always come back to this base for anything related to content. So that's the end. Uh, any images related to promoting that freebie? Again, if I'm on my phone and I want, I decide that I'm going to be promoting um, 
I don't know, an Instagram story or something like that. And I want to put an image of one of my tables. I have that already here in my own base. So I can just download it from my phone and then upload it into Instagram as opposed to, again, searching through, I don't know, Dropbox or Google Drive or maybe logging into my website and then finding that one image. No, forget it. This is not how we live. We are organized. We put everything here like civilized people. Right. Yeah. You're like, do a little bit of extra effort now so you can be lazier later. Oh my Uh gosh. So lazy. So lazy. (laughs) It just makes it so easy and you're not having to search for anything. I'm a big fan of not searching for things. I think that's one of my big pet peeves too, is when you can't find a document or an image, it makes me insane completely. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're like, okay, well, what do I need to not like, just, just give up on this entirely and, you know, say, Oh, I'll do it later. I can't find that stupid thing. Everything here. Keep it very Zen. Yeah. Cool. So then we have two more uh, linked fields. One is to the content library and the other one is to content creation. So again, the content that you create, that you publish, the stuff that you put out there, um, how does that relate to your free offers? How does that relate to your paid offers? Do you have maybe an offer that you don't have any content promoting? Is that something you need to change? Because if you have an offer that you are not, um, you're not positioning yourself to be visible about, maybe, maybe it's time to either rethink the offer or rethink what your publishing strategy is. So that's that table. Moving on to content creation. (laughs) So we've got these grouped by uh, content types, you see. It's not just content, content buzzword. Uh, We've got some different types. Here they are defined. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we've got some blog posts and YouTube videos, newsletter, podcasts, free resources. Again, this will depend largely based on the type of business that you're running, the type of um, content that you're publishing, but... I've got here some blog posts and they're grouped by type. So that's great. You can easily see it in that, that easy to manipulate way. And of course we've got the grid views on all these things as well, but we'll explore those in a minute. Awesome. Um, so the content type and your lead magnet for that, um, that specific piece of content. So in this case, we have um, a blog post called Why Models and Rockstars Are Made for Each Other. And then we have um, the lead magnet relating to our free offer number one, and it reinforces message number one. So these are all linked in a way where every time you create something, once again, you're being accountable to the big picture vision, but also the little details of of each piece of content that you put out there. Everything always relates in a hierarchy to each other. So I mean, there's nothing, well, I'm sure there's a lot of things worse, but it's really sucky when you put out a, you have a really great idea for a blog post, you work really hard on it, you get all the keywords and and the nice images and everything created, and then you realize this has nothing to do with anything that I already offer. And then you go ahead and create another whole new offer for it. No, forget it. Make sure that you're creating content that always relates to what you have to offer. Just like all of your offers relate to your big picture message. So it's kind of like baby stepping your way down. Right. Yeah. It's kind of, it's again, just that, you know, keeping yourself on the, you're like, well, this is great and fun, but like, does my audience care? Like, you know, do they care about my, my Lego collection, even though I'm, you know, like posting about, you know, fashion or something like that? I mean, maybe, but like, yeah, it's like, again, you just have to 
think, right? Like, and, and just be accountable all the time. I love it. Because here's the thing too, you only have so much brain space and again, energy to be creating uh, anything really. So it's a shame to be, uh, no, I don't want to say it's a shame, especially creatives have such great, brilliant ideas. They have like a million ideas a minute and they start acting on the ones that they're most passionate about. And sometimes when they're, they're most passionate about don't actually relate to their offers or their message. Uh, so, you know, you can put those somewhere, you can put those somewhere to live late and address later when you do have enough that you want to create an offer around that. But you'll know that you're wasting your time publishing something like that at this point. It doesn't actually serve you. So the status, uh, we've got a few of them here. We've got scheduled and published, work in progress, ideas. Again, that just makes it easy for you to group and categorize them in a way where, so if we have all the scheduled stuff on this con uh, on this table, that's great. And then we can just go over to a work in progress um, uh, view so that we can just work on the things that actually need to be worked on. For sure. We have publishing dates. We have uh, when we need to create them by. So this is helpful when you're actually in the work in progress stage, if it's been edited. So if you're working with a team, that makes it a lot easier too. So everyone can see, oh, it's ready to be published or it's ready to be scheduled or the graphics need to be done. And then what else do we have down here? Oh, we've got that content link. So when you're working on something in a Google Doc, for instance, um, where everyone can just easily have access to something that is a work in progress. So that's the content creation um, base. And like I said, this is very simple to uh, veteran Airtablers because you know it's not a ton of, of nested formulas or things like that, but it is really helpful in a very simple way to keep you accountable and keep you on track to when things need to be published and, and how they need to be published and whether they even matter. Right. Yeah. I mean, something doesn't have to be complex to be good. Right. I and agree. I think sometimes even in, in the case of something like this, where it's like, I'm having to keep myself, like I need to sell myself on this to use it for me. Right. It's not something I'm building for a company where we train people. It's like, if I'm not excited about using it or if, you know, the, the sort of barrier of effort is too high, mm -hmm. What is even the point, you know, make it, keep it as simple as possible. So, you know, people will, you know, engage with it and actually use it. And here's the thing too. If you overcomplicate something like this, nobody's going to use it. Even the veteran air tablers. For <laughs> sure. You really do have to make it accessible. It can't take up a whole lot of your time. It might to set it up, but I've already set it up for you. So you don't have to worry about that. Then with the content library, the next table is the same as the content creation table. It's just the stuff that's already been put out there. So it's just kind of an abbreviated version with um, keeping you accountable again to your offers and to your messaging, um, but also with your publication date, your URL, because once again, we've established there's nothing that makes me more irritated than having to search for things I can't find. So just having that URL handy with the graphics and any additional notes that, that might be relevant to keep track of. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to add another extra one that's the same as all the others, but it's as featured in. So if you do a lot of guest posting, if you're doing podcasts, if you're um, doing joint masterclasses that are available for purchase or something like that, it's just good to have that library as well. Because once again, we've established there's nothing worse than having to search for a link that you can't find. So if you want to uh, promote something that you were on somewhere else, uh, at a later date. It's just nice to have that handy. 
So those are kind of uh, the the easy peasy, super helpful content creation um, tables that I've got there. I love it, and and I think the the key difference to me for this that's that's different than a lot of sort of the other where it's like here's you know something to help you schedule your posts or mm-hmm. you know like uh, you know see like what's in progress and what needs to be done. I mean, you have all of that here, but I think that your messaging table is really key, mm-hmm. right? Because really that's the, and I think it's also just this, like that reminder, right? That it's like, yeah, I'm in here and like, I'm doing this stuff and I don't want to write this blog post or whatever. It's a drag, but then, you know, you are reminded, Hey, it's promoting, you know, this thing, which makes me money, which is really cool. And it's promoting this message that I, you know, care about, which is really cool. Or if you're like, I don't care about either of those things, then well, go back to the messaging table and, you know, think more about sort of, you know, the bigger picture. So you really do have, you know, everything from like super granular to kind of, you know, on the biggest sort of macro scale, um, you know, for someone who is a creative, you know, doing this sort of, you know, one man band type thing. And that's the key to it, right? Like, is this, these aren't big corporations. These aren't even big organizations. The people that I'm working with and the people this is supposed to serve are the people who have, you know, a company of one or maybe have a few contractors that work for them. So for them to be accountable to themselves is very important, but it's not always easy to do. And my goal is always to be able to help you do the things that are going to get you ahead but always positioning you in that power position of knowing how that gets you ahead, knowing why that's important, always reminding you, this is what the goal is. This is what the end vision is so that you never lose sight of it as you move forward with your actions, because then you start devolving into doing work that doesn't actually matter. And it's just busy work instead of the the business work that gets you ahead. Right. For sure. Well, thank you so much for this, Lainey. This was awesome. Um, We'll definitely include a link to your website in the show notes so everyone can check out this template. Um, And you have what I mean, you have a a good a good amount of Airtable resources, I would say on your site. I'm not sure how many, but you would know because you have them all archived (laughs) in a a nice teal. My (laughs) creation table is teal, not pink. Right. Yeah. It's the, the, a more of a soothing color. Yeah. But the pink pops quite nicely on screen. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time to kind of chat with us about Airtable and stupid buzzwords and, you know, systems philosophy, I guess, whatever that even means. That's I will always be here for you. (laughs) Stupid buzzwords. We can talk about this anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe a round two, right? With some bingo cards for next time. Oh my gosh. How much fun would that be? All right. Thank you so much, Lainey. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Zoe.